0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. I want to say good afternoon to uh, everyone that is tuning in. Part of our, we do a live stream on the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on fb on facebook good afternoon what are all folks please as we always like to say click the like button share that you're watching and also uh when you want to know when we go live if you click like you get notified when we go live like we were yesterday at the state house whenever there's breaking news we are uh we go live on the facebook live stream and then we just do it for this uh the noon hour While we're doing the uh, radio program. Folks, on this, what a beautiful spring. Now, this is a real spring, (coughs) excuse me, sunny Wednesday at 12.06. And also, good afternoon. I know a number of different people. I hear from people that are, they stumble into the program. They're flipping along on 99.9 FM or AM 1380, wherever you can hear my voice. It's the John DePietro Show. If you want to learn more about the program, I do hear from a lot of our New listers that say, Juan, I, I've heard you in Boston. I've heard you. Visit the website. It begins and ends at the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then if you want to get a hold of me that way, you can always click on Contact John. It's right there at the website. And, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They are open, and they're open with a bang for the season. Beautiful selection. Of uh, pansy flats right now, pansy bags, it always changes, hangers, and also uh, all kinds of assorted colors. They also have tulips, beautiful, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas, blue, white, and pink plus. But wait, there's more, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock mulch, crushed stone. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page, which uh, Debbie certainly updates And it's filled with tremendous color. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open for the season looking for you. Call them at 295-4399. Well, folks, good afternoon. Once again, right now it's 1208 in the Ocean State or what's left of it. And uh, we have a lot of news uh, to get to. Also, we're going to talk to Justin Katz. We normally do politics this week. We're going to talk to him next hour. We're also going to talk with... Representative Patricia Morgan coming up. Um, we have some news today, and it's it's not good news. And that is that Governor McKee, as expected now, and I I think a lot was put on him, um, but he he is indicating uh, that as much as he had some reservations about this Green New Deal for Rhode Island, he is now saying, in fact, um, well, let, let let's put it this way: he was he and his people were saying last night. That they planned on having him sign the bill. And there was some talk. Maybe he wouldn't sign the bill. But when he. um, Kind of. Gave indications that. He had some legal concerns with the bill. And the attorney general weighed in. Attorney General Peter Naroner. And and basically came out. And said there's no reason. That he should should worry about that. uh, Any type of legal element to it. So with that. It certainly paved the way. At this point, folks, it, it really would have made news if he had, in fact, um, if he was going to veto it. But I I also want to I want people to understand that you know it, it, it's um it, it in order for him governors don't like to if they don't have to they don't they don't I know some people will just They they don't like to use the veto pen, pen, excuse me, if they don't have to. And it's very dramatic when they do. Uh, Governor Kachiri, they they try to, what you need to understand, uh, behind the scenes, whether it's, you know, Governor Kachiri or Governor Raimondo, or, well, Chafee was just, you know, very ineffective, to put it mildly, but... What you have to understand is at the state house, whether it's with the Senate or the House, this is not—they all believe it or not—but for the most part, except for like Mattiello, or Raimondo, but they try to work together. And you got to realize that if you're a governor, it's not just people are saying, "Is he going to veto it? Is he going to veto it?" Well, they—they they, they can override a veto. I mean, it has to be something very strong, and you can't. Pull that arse. They, let me explain it this way: you can't pull that out of your arsenal all the time. Meaning, you got to veto it. And what I mean by that is, if, if anyone is listening or watching on the stream, if you've ever worked for someone, let, let me ask you: as an adult, um, would you want to work in an environment where the, the manager or the owner or the boss, what have you, but if that person is always threatening to either fire you or fire an employee, people outside the workforce say, well, you know, you just fire the person. But when you get inside the workforce, you realize that that's not something you want to do all the time. It's very dramatic when you do that, not just to that person, but the people around it, around that person. When someone is brought in and, and those words are, are uttered, you know, whatever it may be, either we're going to let you go. Or you're no longer working here. Or, you know, I'm sorry, but you've been fired. That, that's dramatic. And it's not something that if you're a boss, you want to have to do all the time. If you're the owner, you, want, you don't want to throw that out. I know that at the time, Donald Trump made that phrase, obviously, very popular on The Apprentice. You know, you're fired. But in reality... Um, it's not something that you, you want to do that often. As a matter of fact, and a lot of people don't like to do it. I've talked to people who, you know, they couldn't sleep. They physically got ill when they had to do it to someone. And no matter the right or wrong, it's, it's a dramatic tool that management can use. And, and what I want to say is I, I think people lightly take, well, can he veto it? Can he veto it? It's not something you want to do a lot, number one. Number two, he's a Democrat. You know, I know there's a lot of business people that were excited at the prospect of Lieutenant Governor McKee becoming Governor McKee. But he's still a Democrat. And next September, he has a Democrat primary. And inside the party, there is – people are skeptical if he can get elected governor because of – it's really – uh, what I'm hearing, it's less about Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza and Secretary of State Nelly Gobilla. More about what I am hearing um, is his main worry or people that feel that the person that's going to beat him is the general treasurer, Seth Magaziner. I was with someone, I ran into someone, I should say, uh, late last week. And they said, you know, Magaziner, he could raise $5 million this weekend if he wanted to. You know, it's still the whole thing, money. Renault does a lot in politics and rules the day. So I know this. I've already gotten some messages from people, business people, and they're very disappointed. Governor McKee's going to sign this Rhode Island version of the Green New Deal. Um, like I said, I would have been surprised if he, if he didn't sign it. Because if he didn't sign it, he immediately opens the doors to the left, the progressives, to start to go after him. In a Democrat primary, whether it's Jorge Alorza or a magaziner, he doesn't want to give them talking points. He doesn't want to give them an easy thing to attack him on. So <clears throat> some people, I am aware, are, are oblivious to how the system works. And But you, if you don't always want to be threatening that, you want it to mean something. You know, in politics, they talk about like when the president lying in the same end. You don't always want to be threatening to go to war. And you don't always want to be threatening to veto something or fire someone. And that's why when, when Governor McKee says I would veto legislation to put a moratorium on charter schools, it's got to mean something. If you're always going to the mat, it just doesn't, it loses all meaning. And power is what it really does. So I'm not surprised about that. But I, as many of you know, or if you, you should know, my, my main concern Remains the voting. And I want to... Um, we're going to talk with Representative Patricia Morgan in in just... Well, coming up at 1230. But uh, yesterday there was a rally. And I want to commend the people that put it together. And I want to uh, commend House Minority Leader Blake Filippi and some other Republicans that did show up. Um, the voting thing is... I, I recognize... It's not like, as I like to say, it's not like the sexiest issue because it is a little convoluted. Uh, it's 36 pages is what Nellie Gobi is, you know, attempting to put in. But we're going to talk with Representative Patricia Morgan because, folks, again, I, I am I'm not trying to be I'm not Nostradamus and I, I'm not trying to be chicken little. But uh, act relating to elections, if, if this stuff is is passed that they want to put in. I, I just don't know how to explain it to people. It's no, no matter what, nothing's going to matter. And, and I can't believe, and I, I will go through it, and we'll, I try to get on people that know more about it than, than I do. It's, it's complicated. And, and, and I'll tell you who's not helpful in this situation is, are the people with common cause. Or just, But, you know, I, in, the, in the story in this morning's Providence Journal... New push to expand early voting meets GOP pushback, and well, I, I don't mind that because there should be pushback about this early voting. Why do we have to have all this early voting? We have we have, our unemployment is higher than the national average. If anything, we should have a lot of people looking for something to do. But but the thing that caught my attention is Nelly Gobia wants to create a permanent absentee voter list. I, I've never even. I, I want you to. I want to repeat that to you. A permanent absentee voter list so permanently you're always going to be an absentee voter folks if there was ever a recipe for disaster and fraud it's that and you know this one thing where you can request a mail ballot electronically this thing never should have been so tough and it and it's it's frustrating it's annoying it's insulting we had elections in the past And then it all really started when they started to enforce voter ID. (coughs) is that that some kind of burden? You know, you can't drive to the polls without a license. And most people would drive to the poll. You can't do anything without an ID. They give out free state IDs. They've been doing it for years. Ralph Mahler started doing it. So all of this pushback, and now because of the pandemic, but- I'm just telling you, and I don't want to be right on this, but I, I just don't see, I don't think people recognize, there are some people that talk about deficit spending, and I have to admit, I don't find those discussions particularly interesting, uh, I kind of tune them out, there are people that always, they'd like to talk about that and post on that, and I I don't really read a lot of that stuff, just because I don't find it that interesting, but the voting is so front and center, I mean, if you learned anything from what happened last fall. It's that the, the voting around the country and in certain states, they're trying to shore it up because it's just, it's too broad. Now, Nellie Gobier has 36 pages, the Secretary of State, 36 pages. Now, are we to believe that she wants all 36 passed? No, no. This is the ultimate higher or lower. This probably, I'm going to guess, there's probably like three things that she really wants. But you don't present the three. She does a whole laundry list of things, and then buried in that are three things that she really wants. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't had a chance to go through this 36-page bill that she's putting forward and trying to get all these people on board. And, you know, well, from now on, and I I, I just, I still can't get past the permanent absentee, permanent absentee voter list. You're never going to vote in person. You will always vote. What is this? Based on what? Who's so busy? Who are these captains of industry that can't so – you're, so you're never voting in person. You want to be on a permanent absentee voter list. That is asinine. That makes no sense at all. Give me a break. Well, then uh, that shouldn't be allowed, and they want to create that. And the same thing, all this stuff, a mail ballot electronically. The last time I checked, now in other countries, they have day of voting, and it's paper ballots, right? Here's my vote. Here's who I voted for. And then they moved, you know, drawing the line, filling in the circle. When you start to get to that stuff and online, I, I just don't trust it. And now it's voting a month out and the campaigns are involved. Like they have found a way to really screw this thing up to me where it loses a lot of integrity. And if we don't push back, and what I mean by that is it's obvious that this is – this is not even, and this is no reflection on Susie Yankee, the chairwoman of the Republican Party. She was there yesterday at the rally. So I give her credit for that. Um, I would have liked it if she had spoken, but she didn't. So uh, Blake Filippi, minority leader, really was the only one to speak. And then Laura, who we had on, spoke um, a little bit. Uh, I would like if there were several people that spoke, but fine. That's fine. Maybe they don't want to mix the messages and just have, and I'm fine with that. Because I, like, I respect the House Minority Leader a lot. Uh, However, um, what I mean by that is this is not like, all right, well, then the Republican Party or independent voters, independent candidates can then push back. This becomes a Democrat machine of lists and voting lists and going out and collecting ballots and the whole thing, folks, just becomes a major cluster blank where it's tough to get your arms around and you're trying to figure out. And, you know, I saw when our friend Frank Ritchie asked a recount. And, you know, he's standing there and the machine is zipping through all these ballots. And, I, you know, how do you, I don't know. Is the machine working correctly? Are they counting some stuff twice? They have, like, found a way around voter ID. This stuff really started, uh, kicked into action. When it was the novel idea of that you should have an ID with you at the polls. So anyone just can't walk in and claim who they are. But it's my my worst fears are coming true. And that is that they don't want any of this decided at the polls. And I want you to understand other states are going in the opposite direction. Other states, Texas, Georgia, Florida has already done it. Transparency. um. Try to limit who has access to these ballots, identify who's filling out these ballots, who are these people. You know, even yesterday, I I hate the fact I have to bring out the, you know, I'm, I'm not overjoyed that I know so much about it, but I've learned about it. Because there are people out there who will tell you about it. It was a real eye opener for me back in the fall with the Brit slash Mattiello trial. And that guy who's supposed to be out on permanent disability, Ed Catuño, the, quote, mail ballot king. You know, I mean, this guy, when he enters the room, you want to make sure, number one, you don't have expensive silverware out. Number two, you have your hand on your wallet. And he's the one deciding elections. He's not helping them close the loophole. They're gaming the system on these ballots. Folks, President Trump found out how difficult it is after the fact. After the fact, you're chasing your tail. If you try to correct this stuff after the fact, it is day late and a dollar short. Because all the other side in the media, all they keep screaming is, where's the massive fraud? Where's your proof? You don't get any access to the voter rolls. You can't get inside and look at this stuff at the Board of Elections. Yet all they keep demanding is, where's your evidence of massive voter fraud? As if minor stuff but my point is yesterday someone said you know well you signed this under penalty of perjury that you are filling out the form correctly but as i pointed out in the last 25 years no one has ever been prosecuted under quote penalty of perjury so what are we talking about as i told you you know no one on this stretch of road nope there's no speeding how do you know there's no speeding on that stretch of road well In the last 10 years, we've never given out a speeding ticket on that road. How much law enforcement do you have on that road looking for speeders? None. Well, you can't say no one's speeding on the road if you don't have law enforcement out there looking for the speeders. In the same way, you can't tell me that anyone's filling out the ballots fraudulently if no one is investigating to see whether or not they're doing that, and no one is investigating to see whether they're doing that. You yeah. know, it's kind of like how about you buy something and it says don't rip off this tag, right? Was I think what is the the object? If you buy it, you're not supposed to rip off the tag. And what happens? Do they helicopter land and they surround the house? You know what what is what's the penalty here? Um, I I, I just don't like the way this thing is going. I don't and. The only thing I, I, I would hope that certain reps would be fearful of the progressives and speak out about it and or Governor McKee would speak out about it. But if this voting stuff goes sailing through, I would just hope that Governor McKee would speak out about it because he's got to know he's going to be facing Nellie Gorbia in the primary. She's convinced that she's got the right voting list to take him out and make herself governor. She does. So that's where he's going to be tested. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, before we talk to Representative Patricia Morgan, is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogs today, uh, also on Facebook and the website, recouganheating.com, recouganheating.com. But call them 732 6562. Now, listen, it's spring. If you're having a problem with plumbing, heating, or cooling now, because we're going to be getting into the summer season. They're predicting a very, very hot summer. Why not explore Central Air? R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Cook says, explore our services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them 732-6562. 732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It is, you know, we're enjoying a beautiful week. And I want to remind you, maybe you uh, have some extra money and it's a nice sunny day. Let me just check the text. Look at that, 61 degrees. It's actually going to be dry today, tomorrow, Friday. First chance of rain is coming up Sunday money. Why not take a ride and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture, Post Road in Warwick. Why not a nice new recliner? How about a new sofa? Or when's the last time you got a new mattress? Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Call them at 737-0100, right off of Route 37, and there's a direct link right on my website, which is to Petro.com, and you can link right through to their uh, website. Remember, up to five years, interest-free financing. If you're thinking of getting a new recliner or a new sofa or a new mattress, I'm I'm requesting Stop in and at least poke around at Gilmore Furniture, 401-737-0100, and they're located 1590 Post Road in Warwick, right diagonally across from where Ann and Hope used to be in a mile uh, north of T.F. Green Airport, right off Route 37. It's Gilmore Furniture. So, folks, that is – um, this is – um. I, I don't know where all of this is is going to lead. I don't know where this is going to lead with how they want to do the voting. How about the fact that Pete Mayor Pete Buttigieg is now saying there's racism physically built in America infrastructure. You know, it, do, over the next four years, do we have to listen to these frauds? For the next, it, he's the one that pretended he rode to the cabinet meeting. When actually, he um, he got out of an SUV and pedaled there a mile away. <sighs> hmm. Former Senator Betty Crowley fined six thousand for campaign violations. Folks, just get used to it. It's gonna be endless, absolutely endless. Um, but this voting thing before we get Patricia Morgan on, I just don't know where all of this is is gonna lead because as i and but i and and I don't take any joy in letting people know by the way that that we're heading down this path, so I just don't see a way I don't see a way out of it um it's very simple if these things are passed, they know where so to speak like the bodies are buried as much as um i know that's cliche but it it's it's problematic to say the least it's problematic to say the least <coughs> folks good afternoon at twelve twenty nine. it's john DePietro. and remember visit the website to petro.com hey i want to remind you let's just say you had an auto accident or a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall this is my recommendation you want someone With the experience to represent you and fight you with those insurance companies. If you're going through that right now, remember, fight back, call Jack. Jack Calvino. Uh, Call him today at 401-785-9400. Think of this. 50 years personally. He has over 50 years personally, and his firm has over 100 years total experience. You don't want someone... Who They don't know what they don't know. He knows it all. Fight back, call Jack, 785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Were you in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, maybe a workplace injury or a dog bite? You need an attorney who's going to fight for you and, and also fight to get you the settlement that you deserve. And that person is Jack Calvino. Remember, over 50 years personal experience he has, over 100 years combined for staff. Call him today, 401-free consultations, 785-9400, 785-9400 or online, fight back, call jack.com. You want someone who's going to stand up and fight with those insurance companies. 785-9400. Seven eight five ninety four hundred. All right, let me get uh, Representative Patricia Morgan on the line, and I know, folks. Um, it, but there's what else are we going to do? What between uh, What else are we going to do regarding the voting? Because if this thing goes south, which it would seem to be headed, I I just don't know if there's a, there's a way back. She is stepping up, Rep. Morgan. I'll give her that. She is without question, she is uh, trying to get some attention on some of this voting. And some of them even, it even surprises me. And every time I, there she is, folks, joining us right now. She is single-handedly leading the charge. But it is our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. Rep, I wanted to give you a, a chance to update us on some of these bills with voting, and especially, I admire the way you're getting some national experts uh, to step up and speak on behalf. This is really about for the people of Rhode Island.
1: It really is. I mean, I, I, you have made the case, I think, very, very well that voting is a foundational piece of our democracy, and if it, if it isn't done right, if it is um, abused, then, uh, then our democracy is not as strong and as whole. It doesn't really reflect what the people want.
0: You know, it's the same thing with with the way we're treated in the court system. If we lose faith in something, everything starts to erode. And And, and Rep Morgan, you know, part of this, you've run... You've run successfully. You know what it's like to ask someone for their vote. You're, you're involved with the process. You've been on the ground. You've seen the way this whole thing has changed. Um, if people lose faith with who we really want to be elected, but somehow someone is gaming the system, that just starts to erode all of our democracy. And it should be a nonpartisan issue.
1: It really should be. Um, You know, John, I've really gone after ballot harvesters because I think they erode confidence. They erode having an honest election. Ballot harvesters are political operatives that go into congregate settings and they vacuum up votes. They can use manipulation, intimidation. If someone is is, uh, foolish enough to vote the wrong way, they can even make sure that that ballot doesn't get to the board of canvassers right so ballot harvesters ballot harvesting must be banned in rhode island and i am um well i am appalled that democrats keep holding on to it and they just want to put their arms around it uh it tells you something about perhaps perhaps it tells you something about how they win elections
0: yep now, also one of the sponsors, by the way, is that Senator Dawn Hewer. Now, she replaced Senator Teresa Piva Weed. The whole way she got elected, really, was through ballot harvesting. She was even paying per ballot. The person who yeah. did it for her to even testified she didn't do anything wrong under our laws, but she was basically paid twenty dollars a ballot. And Rep. Morgan, we we have this. This is crazy. We start to go into this yeah. because. Think how many votes you can it, get with two million dollars or one million dollars if you just start paying people to bring you votes.
1: It perverts our democracy. Yes, when you, you when you pervert election and you uh, don't pay attention <coughs> to election integrity, then you are perverting the will of the people. We are our democracy, right? It's it's about it's about the people being in charge of who they want who they, and, and they do that by their vote so if you use ballot harvesting which i think is it should be criminal yes um then you are you are perverting the very foundation of a democracy uh so you know i'm i'm trying to make the case um i've gotten a little bit of pushback on it oh. uh, for instance the uh the council uh, for people with disabilities huh. A commission on disabilities right they they wrote me today and said hey you know how about the people who go into these congregate settings with the disabled and um you know they 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 take the ballot after it's been been marked and it's in its protect in the security sleeve and they just make sure it goes to the mailbox and i pushed back on that because um in my experience, it it is the people with disabilities that are most at at greatest risk of being manipulated.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I I have uh, a nursing home and some high-rises, senior high-rises in my district, and um, in the senior high-rises, the people who are disabled there are perfectly capable. They live independently. Right. they live independently, so they should not be subjected to ballot harvesters. No, right? And in yes. nursing homes, my opinion, um, the people still have to mark their ballot independently.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Right.
1: And, Brett Morgan, if this is nothing, so it's not like we've can't. never
0: voted before. I mean, right. if anything, the, the pandemic's coming under control. Our, the big election we're worried about, let's say, is next year. But you know what one has caught me? Every time I think, and, folks, again, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Every time I think I you know, know quite a bit about it, and I'd like to think I do, only because thank you, by the way, of putting us in touch with... Whether it be boy, the expert, you set us up with the expert on elections, and also the Secretary of State of Alabama. But how about the fact oh, they want there's more coming when oh, my good. bill is reposted? Good. Yes, they want to create a permanent absentee voter list. Now, Rep. Borken, what like I've never heard of this. Who are these people that say I permanently want to be an absentee voter? I'm sorry, that that's ludicrous. What do you mean you're a a permanent absentee voter? I, we have had to get back to day of voting. It's election day, not election month, not election week. Now you have people, you're a permanent absentee voter list. What does that even mean? That's like a new list they're creating. How do you even check if oh. these people exist? Well, and given the Secretary of State's
1: track record. Yes. I mean, it, it appears there's, what, 40% more voters yes. than we, you know, on the list than right. there are real actual voters in the state and she's done i mean she's been there for eight years seven seven i guess at this point but she has done next to nothing no to remove people from those voter lists um you know she said well we're going to run it through the social security death list well that's a good start except people who are not 65 and older also die yes how are you going to get them Well, she's going to ignore that. Um, And then she said another thing that she's going to do is uh, go to the post office's uh, change of address system. Well, the uh, statistics, the data tells us that only 10% of the people who move actually use those lists. Right. So, okay, come on, that's not... Those are not good enough. No. Right? We have tons of people on this list. Now she wants to create a mail-in. It's mail-in ballots. So she's not just going to be sending Uh, an application for an absentee. She is going to be sending a live ballot.
0: See, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. Wrong. And it's in
1: perpetuity. So Uh. so, so these live (laughs) ballots ballots will go to addresses uh, in perpetuity without anybody requesting them ever again. Uh, you don't think that that is going to be uh, an, an avenue for people who want to manipulate course. A, an election? Of yeah. course it will be.
0: Yeah. And not only that, and again, folks, we have of the representative, Patricia Morgan. Rep, let, let's just speak candidly. I mean, Secretary of State Gobia all due respect, but she's running for governor next year. So the person who is basically putting their political career on the line has a 36-page bill that they have crafted that they're trying to get passed. So you can also argue, and as I'm going through it, I mean, you and I both know the way they work. They're not trying to get all 36, you know, pages of it. There's probably two or three things that they're really trying to get through. But you, you know, through the art of compromise, you put a big boatload of things and then but when i get to and here it is you know i swear under penalty of perjury i'm a u.s citizen i'm a resident qualified voter you and i both know the board of elections have told me in the last 30 years no one's ever been uh convicted of that no one's ever been prosecuted for that they don't look they They don't don't even look and this whole business of otherwise i'll mark an x i i think they should get rid of that i mean every person can well, write the especially signature. now
1: because the uh, Secretary of State doesn't want to have witnesses right. or notary anymore. She yes. wants to get rid of that. Um, and you know, I'm fine with access. I think we should make sure that people can vote. Um, everybody who's eligible should be able to vote. But I noticed that the in-person voting—I would think that you'd want Saturdays and Sundays. The t- you know, the two weekends before the election. If we're yes. going to have in-person voting. It- do it on Saturdays and Sundays when people aren't working. Well, her Saturdays, she wants it from. Uh, oh, I, I don't. I didn't look at it exactly. Something like nine to noon. It's crazy. Make it I, all day yes. Saturday, yes. all day Sunday. Yes. Um, a lot of people really liked the in-person voting. I, I was. I. I was in favor of it because when a person went into my town hall, they had to give their driver's license. Yeah. It was the same as showing up on election day. Yes. Um. But. But here she is, her opportunity to really expand this in a meaningful way, to have a Saturday and Sunday, and it's done by noon.
0: Yeah, that doesn't Um, make any sense in any way, if you're going to do it. Not
1: if you really want people to come and show their voter ID.
0: Right. They don't. That leads me to believe they don't. They'd rather still do push the mail ballots. Now, Rep Morgan, where are we on the schedule as far as I know that... What people need to understand, and we're we'll speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan, this is still in the committee right now that's being run by, um, who's the, Shanley, the, that committee that he's running? Yes. Okay. And what, what is on the agenda? If there's someone listening or watching, when can they testify?
1: Uh, so at this point, um, my bill, you know, in my the first hearing of my bill, my experts were not allowed to appear. They posted it on Friday yep. after the close of business, right. and the folks that I had asked uh, were gone for the weekend, uh, but they, they were supposed to just know they were supposed to go to the website at before 4 o'clock on Sunday and register, right. and I couldn't get anybody to, to realize that was a crazy idea. They've since changed the rules. Thank you. Um, but uh, they are going to repost my bill. I don't know when it is going to be reposted, but I have some really national experts on election reform um, who are going to come and testify. So not only John Merrill, who is is the uh, uh, Secretary of State for Alabama, but he he has made himself a national expert. And I think you had him on. Oh
0: yeah, he's fantastic.
1: Yeah, Jason Sneed from Honest Elections, yes, but Jason also Kent Kuchinelli. Oh, good, who was, is coming. Um, and uh, well, I have about three or four other people. Um, so we will have a really good opportunity. I think the state will have a good opportunity to learn what real election reform looks like. We want to make it easy for people to vote, but hard to cheat.
0: Oh. Now, Rep. Morgan uh, also uh, this, this how- how confident are you? It sounds to me like they really want to move through to make some of these law this session in Rhode Island, right? They don't want it this hanging into next year, where then you know there'll be primaries and so forth. So it yeah, sounds no, here we are in April. Is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the bill is in, and they want to get it done. They right.
1: want it, uh, the Nellie sec- Gorbea's law. To- Law to go through, and I, um, you know, I'm I'm pushing back. I put my bill in. I, I I have since thought, well, there's a couple of other things I could add, but I'm fine with how it is. I really go after making the voter rolls more secure um, and getting rid of ballot harvesting, which it should be gone. It should have been gone twenty years ago. Right. Um. What can the people do? Well, they can write. You know, write to your own representative, your own senator, the uh, the speaker, the Senate president, and the governor. Mm. Write to them, contact them, call them, um, tell them that you're not okay with our 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 our, vote, our elections right. being open to fraud and manipulation. Right? Ask yeah. them to get rid of ballot harvesting. Okay. Ask them to tighten up the rules. Ugh. Keep the witnesses in place.
0: Yes. And also, uh, and,
1: and mark every photo ID that is issued. Yep. And they, we all should have to have our, our photo IDs reissued over the next year, right. two years. You know, uh, every time we go in for our driver's license, if if you are not a citizen of the United States, if you are the citizen of another country, you should have prominently on your photo ID that you are a foreign national. A yes. big FN. Yep. In it's not pejorative. It just is. If you if you're not a citizen of the United States, yep. it is illegal for you to vote in our elections. Yeah.
0: that's all. And um, before I let you go, I like I have to admit it's 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 not an easy situation. We don't know uh, like how someone can check who registers a vote. We can't, not that I'm aware of, check who's issued a state ID. Um, So someone could know someone is in the country illegally, but I'm just not sure how you can go and check their name on the voter rolls.
1: You know, and John, for our purposes, it doesn't matter whether they're here legally or illegally. If they are not a citizen. They are not allowed to vote. Correct.
0: They shouldn't be allowed to. But if it, you, it
1: doesn't matter, I'm really. Um, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole of whether they're here legally or oh illegally. Oh no, I
0: understand. But
1: right. The, the point is, if you are a citizen of another country, right, you are not allowed to vote in American elections.
0: I agree, but from what period. what I'm told is that many of them have made it onto our voter rolls. So, and, and that's wrong. See, they shouldn't. Once they're the campaign, so that whoever's signing them up immediately, that should be the deal breaker. They, I'm sorry, but you can't register to vote. But the problem is, you know, there's no teeth to the mechanism. If you do you know sign up talking? to vote, you can get the you can get the state ID, and the ID is very valuable to them. I've learned that. Yeah. So it is.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, that started, and now with the mail in ballots, they don't even have to have an
0: ID. They don't. Right. That's right.
1: So, but I uh, thought that whole process began with Sheldon Whitehouse's first election. I don't know if you remember it, but Acorn, remember that group, Acorn, that was so disgraced and actually had to disband and yes. broke into a bunch of little pieces. Yep. Um, they went through Providence and started registering people, anybody. Yes. Right? Anybody. Yep. They didn't check on citizenship. Right. They, they, there was nothing. Yes. And that has been compounded. Uh, I mean, I've talked with people on the other side and I. I believe them. That has been compounded over the last, what, how long is that now? Uh, how long has White House been in there? O-
0: he, over 12 years. He got into the Senate in 2006. He beat Link Chafee. So, but from what I understand, Rep, on the ground... Um, you know, like, and I tell this story, but if you and I arrived in the country, you know, pick someone. Let's just say you and I, we're in Providence from Mexico. And we're both nervous, right, because we don't, number one, speak the language. Number two, if we're ever stopped for whatever reason by the police on the street or wherever, um, you know, I'd be nervous. I don't have an ID that shows that I'm here. And what they do is they, there are people on the streets that will say, hey, listen, I can get you a Rhode Island ID and then I'll get you one. So it says Pat Morgan, and you live on, you know, two Chalkstone Avenue. And in exchange for that, you're now registered to vote. But what's valuable to you is you now have a Rhode Island ID. And then, you know, you show it to a landlord. You show it to get a bank account. You show it yep. to your employer. So that, that Rhode Island ID that was supposed to be used for people who didn't have a driver's license, it's my understanding... That, that is very valuable if you're in the country without the proper identification because now, again, as we know, many different times you're asked for a legal form of ID. It's accepted that way, but the problem is they're on the voter rolls. That's the problem. So Well,
1: and, and again, so I, I think these these folks, they're vulnerable too.
0: Yes. Right? Oh, yeah,
1: um, they're in, oh, yeah you can vote. No problem. Right? Well, they don't know. No. So so then then you get the ballot harvesters again, right? People who come out to them, mark this ballot, mark yep. this ballot,
0: yes. mark this ballot, right? Or even do so, we even see them again? Let's be honest, right? I mean, would I really care yeah. if whoever got that they just to me? Grab their ballot. Do I ever so see these, them again? These no, votes I don't are very
1: vulnerable. Yeah. They're
0: very vulnerable. And Rep. Morgan, They're, one other last thing, you know, the fact that there's even a thirty-six page bill. Now you would think like this is a brand new concept of voting. I could see you know one or two. Or even three pages to modify, but the fact it's thirty-six pages, voting. How long has voting been a voting's been around for? You know, didn't uh, didn't they all vote that you know Moses should lead them up the mountain with the ten command? I mean, like, what is this that suddenly that's a new concept in Rhode Island? We need voting. I mean, the, the whole thing is like ludicrous just on its. On its face value of it. But why do we need a 36-page bill on voting?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All those words obscure. Yes. Right. It makes it look like we're serious about having fair and honest elections. But it it makes you really work hard to read through the whole thing to find out what. Oh, you know. Right. the, the, The ballot security pretty much not touched. Right. Uh, election integrity? Mm, nope, not there either. That's right. Um, it's all about access, and it makes it look. I mean, they 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 pretend to tap, you know, to to put their hat down or you know tip their hat to uh, making it making it you know stronger, uh, but they don't.
0: They don't. If, no, if you allow the ballot
1: harvesting, if yep. you take off the safeguards of the notary and the witnesses. If you really don't, you know. If, again, I'm fine with in-person, um, in-person voting because the person still has to give their ID. Yes, but yes. but mail-in ballots, no, no way. If you want to do a mail-in perpetual mail-in oh, ballot, oh, it's crazy. Forget
0: about it. But it's just I find that comical, kind of like in the wintertime when a television station will say, you know, coming up tonight at five tips on how to shovel snow. Listen, at this point, if you don't know how to shovel snow, I don't think you're going to be learning by watching the news. Folks, now, Brett Morgan, you're going to let us know when people can jump into action. And just let me know. We'll post it. Try to get some attention to it. Um, This has to be done again. We are behind you. Thank you for doing this. And we'll talk to you again. And, And also put me in touch with those new line of experts.
1: I will. I okay. promise
0: you. All right. There she is. Thank you, rep folks, Representative Patricia Morgan. I'll tell you, you want to talk about a fighter and a leader on this. Um, she's doing both. And I I recognize folks, good afternoon at twelve fifty-two. Uh for some of you maybe you find find it a little tedious, but I I I am just after what happened this past November. If you try to investigate after the fact, it's it's the ultimate, you know, the horse is out of the barn or the toothpaste is out of the tube. This stuff has to be stopped now. The fact that Secretary of State Nelly Gobia has a thirty-six page bill on voting and this whole thing—we need to make it easier—and all this other stuff, folks, there's there's nothing good about it. I'm telling you right now. Um, um, I've seen people in wheelchairs at the polls. Why that has to stop now, I don't know. I've seen elderly there. Why that has to stop, I don't know. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Bethel Softwash. Now, outside, it's a nice sunny Wednesday. And why not make sure you have that green and the algae and moss that's outside of your home. You can text Jared for a free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. 617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. It's biodegradable. Look for him on Facebook. Bethel Certified Softwash. But outside of your home, you're listing right now, it's 1254 on this Wednesday. And by the way, you could go out there and try to scrub it off. It, it will not, whether it's like on a surface or a patio or a deck uh, or a basketball court, or the side of a building, let Jared get up there. And whether it's a, a building, or a restaurant, or a roof, or a deck, or a patio, or a walkway, the website is rhodeislandsoftwashing.com, rhodeislandsoftwashing.com. It's Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel. Certified softwash. Look for them on Facebook and again the website is Rhode softwashingcom Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. You know, I and I want to be very clear. This is not where I'm trying to do when I told you so. It's really not. I just don't what they're trying to push through right now. Um, you know, I know some people are planning some events for guest speakers and the fall and everything. I just don't think that's going to matter if they're successful. I want my vote to mean something. I want your vote to mean something. We have to push back. And you could already hear, you know, they have Patricia Morgan now being contacted. Adults with disabilities kind of, oh, what's the matter? You don't want, you know, this whole thing in Georgia that if you ask someone for an ID – You know, whether you're watching on the Facebook live stream or listening AM 1389 or 9.9. Now someone asked me yesterday, why are you asking Leader Flippy, if it's racist to ask him for an ID? Because I want the media to hear his answer. That's why. This guy was there yesterday with his dog. Why are you asking him that? So the media can hear his answer. That it's ridiculous. It's not racist to ask someone for an ID. But that's what they're trying to get out there. That is the message that they're putting forward. And that's what they're doing in Georgia. And I like the fact that another commissioner, a former head of commissioner in baseball, has basically come out and said that Major League Baseball has made a huge mistake. This whole week, woke, excuse me, bullying. And you're going to be hearing that. You know, everything now is about race. And, and I have this guy that follows me on uh, Twitter Who's like, oh yeah, that's right, infrastructure is racist, so a bridge is racist, paving a road, there's racism physically built in American infrastructure, Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary, many bridges overpass highways, often meant to racially divide communities. The Newport Bridge is racist. What? How is the Newport Bridge racist? I agree when they built Providence in 95, they should never have had 95 divide the city. They shouldn't have done that. It divides Federal Hill and everything. But I mean, I'm against that. An overpass highway divide communities or you get from one place to the other. <laughs> uh. It was built at the expense of communities of color in DC. The highway is racist, according to these people. The Jamestown Bridge is a racist bridge. I don't know what. To, is anyone. Does this make sense to anybody anymore? You know, as much as we say everything's racist, I, I have to admit, they're coming up with new. New ways to surprise me. like as much as I think I'm following it, they even um, are coming up with new ways to say that things are racist. Biden will not be happy until we have a full- scale race war in this country, and it's coming. Now I saw representative Philippe said there's not one word about early voting at the event yesterday. We, we oppose the elimination of voter ID and ending the verification of mail ballots by witnesses and notary. I just don't understand where we're going to go, why anyone should feel secure about an election if we just mail out they just mail out ballot applications. You mail it out, you don't know who's filling it out. I also um, I, I don't like this business that an X is a signature. If, if someone can't sign their name, why are they voting? What is it? Was this the old West? Like, what is this? An X is a signature. Why is an X a signature? An X is not a signature. An X is so someone can't say that doesn't match the signature. That's why they came up with the X. All right, folks, another hour to go on the show. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is com. Next hour, our segment, Politics This Week, With Justin Katz. Justin had a conflict on Monday. We're going to talk to him. uh, And then the COVID briefing, the next COVID briefing is tomorrow. Veterans Auditorium with Governor McKee. I will be there as um, the state is starting to open up more. People are getting more of the vaccine. So, folks, we have another hour to go. Here's what we're going to do we're going to get an update. With the 1 o'clock news, it's John DePietro. Stay with me on another Power Hours next on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen at the website, Depetro.com. Stay tuned for the 1 o'clock news.